Wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the phone While Scotty's talking way too long Got time to smoke one more Taking the message To the people now Keep smoking and growing And watching prohibition fall down Yo, what's up, DGC? Hanging out today. I got a big grin on my face, man. One of the guys that I've learned a ton from is here. Jeremy from Build the Soil. What's up? What's up? Yeah. I'm at the office today, so you might hear the phones a little, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, that's progress right there, man. Every time that phone jingles, that's uh, another person that gets it, that sees the light. So I love it, man. Yep. All right. Well, so- one of the reasons why we want to do your show is those phone calls can be hours long. And we oh, want to make sure that we impact more people with this information. And so I'm really stoked that you do this show. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. All right. Well, help a brother out here. You, you know, my journey, man, I am, I am interested. I, I called you because I've been reading this book called third plate by Dan Barber. It's about this food snoot that goes around. He's like a chef that goes around just trying to find the world's best, most flavorful foods. And of course it starts with the soil when he's going with his vegetables. And even when he's going with his meat, you are what you eat eats. You know what I mean? So it go, it goes to where, uh, People are are trying to grow really flavorful food, and it seems like organics are winning out. And now me and you were just bullshitting. What, what were you just telling me about Adam Dunn's competition? Because uh, I liken yeah, it to just trying to grow. Yeah, Adam Dunn's show Invitational. Now, okay. I'm not a big guy on competition, so I don't know, you know how relevant a lot of these tests are. But when I look and see that some of the winners are growing organically, that's cool. And then when I also look at the testing numbers behind the scenes – We've known now for a long time, you can grow high THC cannabis, really genetically related in almost any environment or I'm sorry, any style. And then the difference that we're looking at really is all of us are after that smells through the bag, taste lingers on your throat, that really powerful aroma to taste translation. But that doesn't translate to getting you really fucking high though as well. I mean, we can't leave that out. Yes. But I I guess at a cannabis cup, unfortunately, potency isn't what they talk about because we all know cannabis is going to work. It's going to get you high. It's a matter of the level and the person. So of course, as a connoisseur at home, once you develop a tolerance level, something that doesn't work as well is not going to be the jar you go to. It's just not going to be the one. But talk and about so those we want that trifecta, man. you know? Yeah, I'm interested in that, man. Yep. So the terpene numbers that I see across the board, now, I don't get to see everybody. And I work with a lot of organic customers. But what I do see is that, for instance, RootWise, a product that we carry, and other pro, like you have a probiotic that you carry, Recharge, yep. that a lot of people talk about. That connection is, I feel, what people are bringing into hydro to bring some of the flavor. And we see results on terpene analysis. And that's why you're going to see a lot of cocoa growers looking at biology products. Right. When we jump over to full organics, something about the plant having to really dig in to get its nutrients instead of being spoon fed, we're seeing increases in terpene levels. And I've seen tests over 10% on flour, which is unbelievable. And it's been tested twice. I think that was an Island sweet skunk from um, Ascend Cannabis. Okay. And then a lot of times I'll see, I'll see five and 6% numbers that really blow me away. Where for instance, at the Emerald Cup, all of them were ones, twos, and threes. The difference there is that obviously at a cup, you're mailing in it's sitting around before it gets tested. And so a lot of that translates to me to curing and storing, but all of it starts with the growing. 
I, and when we think about that, I was, I was making an analogy on today's show about like bodybuilders, how you can eat McDonald's and still be a bodybuilder and be, you know, yes. be you know, 250 pounds of pure muscle and look completely healthy. But what's going on inside? Are you micronutrient deficient? Are you missing some things that would make you susceptible to a cold or, you know what I mean? Germs, you know, things like that. I'm wondering about that. Can you help me understand how yeah. that works, man? Yes, this is exactly how I try and filter it through my mind. So okay. we think similarly. I think like a That's chef would. And what you mentioned about this book is that this author is going around seeking the best quality food. And to me, I, I somewhere in my mind, like a dream would be to own a restaurant one day. But I'd like to have enough money where it could be all about the food and not about the profit. And one of those things would be, how would I tell the farmer how to grow the food before it even gets to the kitchen? And so when you think about it, if you think about an athlete, that would kind of be like our no-till garden. Okay. The challenge with the whole no-till permaculture is that we're actually monocropping and having a high demand on this crop. And so a lot of times these biostimulants, these supplements that I see people using, I think they're very necessary because that's like the protein drink and that's like the recovery shake. Okay. You, you can't just do steak and potatoes all day. You have to have all your veggies. And let's say you hit it perfect as an athlete you wouldn't have time to do anything but eat. You'd be chewing all day long if you were really pushing yourself. And so every athlete finds ways to use a blender, to use protein shakes, to make sure that they can consume that food. And then here's the next thing we learned. Nobody can wake up in the morning and eat all of their food all at once and have that sustained energy throughout the entire day. They usually time it before a workout, after a workout. And so that's where in living soil, we like to have that even keel, slow distribution of nutrients and then have the ability to use like biostimulants to take the yield up to the next level without compromising quality. And so this is the difference I think in the no-till world is a lot of people think it's really cool to do water only. And so do I, but most people that I talk to feel like once you get there, how much further can I go without compromising quality? Right. And that's really the realm that I'm trying to live in because our customers, they want to harvest enough to be worth paying for the lights. And at the same time, they want no compromising quality. And so organics is there. Now it's about making sure we constantly hit that consistency on yield while still getting those same results in quality. And that's where I feel a lot of us are, are playing right now. And is there a big trade-off? I mean, you know, like I said, everybody doesn't really care about yield, at least in Colorado, because we can just grow our own. I got a couple pounds yeah, around more you know? than I need to smoke. For yeah, sure. yeah exactly. exactly. So, uh, uh, you know, what are the yields like as far as if you've got organics nailed, are they similar or do you just expect a 25% decrease? You know, tell me about that. If you, you know, I think, I think they're pretty similar to what an average grower would expect at home. They're not going to notice a significant decrease in yield. And a lot of times, depending on their style, if they adopt a, a style with a little more soil than plant, they can get to the point where their yield is very much on point. So what I mean by that is people are hitting a couple of grams per watt, you know, no problem. Typically though, they're doing the same things that big growers do to get those numbers. They're not running five random seed packs of testers that right. are new flavors to them. They're picking up a sour diesel or whatever it is that has some stretch on it. They're putting yeah. it under a double-ended Gavita and they're just banging it out. And so I feel like to get to those numbers, we still adopt some of the practices from the big yield world where the home grower with no focus on, on yield, might be using a small CMH or an LED, might be flowering with it and still hit good economies, but maybe half the yield that the average grower would expect running proven genetics right. with CO2 and all that stuff. And so I feel like the, the yield conversation is more of a factor of 
implementation on large scale. Or for the home grower, a lot of times, yield is going to be very, very similar. It's just quality is going to go through the roof. Yeah, it does make sense, man. I'm I'm kind of excited to check out this quality, man. I did I did some no till, uh, man. I can't even remember what the hell it was, man. I think it was some strawberry I did, uh, but it came out delicious. I didn't have to mess with it at all. Just greenhouse weed from last season. So yeah, yep. I'm definitely psyched. I'm gonna build some no till beds, and uh, and Guru's gonna tutor me a little bit, man. So hopefully. good, Guru. Uh, go grow guru man i can't even say that grow guru grow Roo, i house, think is his name right yeah no, that's, that's i work with him that's... on soil balancing behind the scenes and he's somebody that i really like talking to so i'm pretty sure we're talking about the same guy oh i know we're not because i'm looking at the guy i'm talking to grow guru is our guy right oh, there say, what, say, oh, say what's man. up guru <laughs> man all these internet names um, it's so there's hard, another guy man. named grow Roo, and he does a lot of soil testing balancing behind the scenes oh nice and there's a further line in between no-till where a lot of guys won't even look at a soil test and other guys are fully getting into iron and manganese balancing sure. uh, regular soil testing versus saturated paste test. And that conversation is usually about excess potassium, not enough calcium. And so it kind of goes back to the whole hydro paradigm. But what's interesting is both people are getting results when they're using living soil. I think the main difference is the guys that are full no-till really trust biology and worms and mulch and stuff to be their buffer between any imbalance in the soil. And one thing's for sure, you still get unbelievable quality out of both styles. All right, so with no-till, you're putting worms, these guys are putting worms right in the soil, right in your beds? Yep. Yep, so like even if you look, we're doing an Instagram video where we're doing some seedlings. Even in the one gallon, I'm showing you how to bring it up to the point where you'd sex it. Sure. I threw a few worms in there because I've got a worm bin, which means my worms are free, and they're just going to go be transplanted into the next cycle anyways. And so usually I toss a handful of worms in there. And the other thing I do is I'll, I'll toss like a quarter cup of ground up organic and dry amendments right on top to feed the worms. And what I'll notice is that if I do it to one plant and not the other, they act the same. The extra nutrients doesn't burn the plant. It doesn't affect the balance of soil. But when it's on top and the worms can break it down, that plant will go a lot further before it runs out. Uh, so super delayed reaction. What do you feel like? Kelpie or something like that? Yeah, we have a product called Craft Blend. That's like a blend of everything. Sometimes uh-huh. I take it home. But normally, a seed meal, a kelp meal, you're pretty much covered. A lot of times, I'll add some sort of calcium, like crustacean or gypsum, something like that. Right. Then you've got this slow release on top. And typically, against a soil test, a lot of guys are going to say, you can never do it perfect. You have to feed because as the plant grows, it draws from the soil, creating an imbalance over time. On our short cycles indoors, it's like not an issue. Outdoor, full season, big plants, it becomes an issue. And most people cover that up with good top dressing or teas. And so in organics, to keep above that limiting factor, it's definitely nice to have some top dressing or some tea in your toolbox. Right. Right. And so all this, you know, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to avoid is having a plant that's stressed out, having a plant that, that spider yeah. mites, you know, the plants smell differently when they're stressed out, according to this book, you know what I mean? So if, if, yep. you know, if, if, uh, I'm trying to avoid getting spider mites at week five, you know, the kind of crap that happens to us that makes yep. us go, Oh man, now what do I do? And I think if you can grow a complete plant, a plant that's, that doesn't not ready to be attacked, I, th- I think yeah, that's a good start. It's a good start. In fact, the soil balancing crew, a lot of the guys are really talking about that. A book that people reference by Francis, uh, I don't even know how to say his last name. It's called Healthy Crops. Okay. And they really point out in this book the kind of the, the side of things where, yeah, they didn't tell us about how good nitrogen was 
they didn't tell us the other side that it attracts a lot of pests. And it's like this duality of selling fertilizer and then selling pesticide products to farmers. And so what we noticed in living soil was that if I had like a recirculating deep water culture grow and everything was dialed and a pest got in there, it could take you down in a week. You'd be just webbed up. How in the hell did I miss this? Everything's infested. We're in an organic system. I know guys that run back to back to back to back to back cycles and they might have a lingering issue that never like ever overtakes anything. And so it lends itself to the home grower a little more who may not run as tight of a ship. And um, so that's something interesting to keep in mind. Yeah. And then um, the interesting thing you mentioned too was I, I don't want any mites, but we tricked the plant to get that response because in that food book, one of the things that I learned, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but a piece of like, let's say kale that had a bug bite taken out of it. That plant is now going to alert its defenses and actually produce more secondary metabolites. And those are the vitamins that we need for nutritious food. So a lot of times the most nutrient dense food is something that has had its senses put on point. Like, Oh, there's pests around. I've got to produce really nutrient dense food to get more resistant. Wow. And so I don't want to go put pests in my grow, but the idea with a no-till is to put the chitin and the dead insects from the frass and get the worms and get the beneficial insects. And so when we get everything going, the hope is that we trick the plant into producing everything it needs for the most secondary metabolites without actually getting attacked. Wow. That is a trip, brother. I'm about to stew on that one yeah. for a little bit, man. Love <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, you guys just got to come back out. I, I don't want to, to be too heavy on the folks, man, but we just got to have you back, man. As a character on the show, as a friend of the show, brother, you're invited officially. Dude, that'd be awesome. I'd love to talk more with you. And it sounds like you and I could probably just rap about a lot of stuff that we've been thinking about. And this is how I get better every day. This is just my passion. It's not like it's designed towards sales. Once we figure out what's works, of course, I'm going to try and sell something that kind of fits the model. Sure. But for right now, it's just working really well. We want to do more education and I know you're all about that. So and let's definitely link up more. Absolutely. And I will give you a place to plug. First off, you're what at build a soil on Instagram seems to be where everybody's yep. at. Yeah. At build a soil exactly. and then build a soil.com. He sells all the, the cool stuff, man, the, the starting ingredients, the, you know, the, the things that you uh, brew up and sprout and all that, man, the stuff that I don't want to sell. Thank you. So uh, good job, brother. <laughs> nice job. Well, and I was thinking too, even like our enzyme, the root wise enzymes would pair really good with your recharge yeah so there may be some opportunity deal. for some crossover there too love it man love symbiosis man spoken like a micro yep. dudes <laughs> i love it man all right well keep doing what you're doing brother all right man talk to you soon thank you my friend excellent bye-bye some people love to blaze up the deck yeah we get happy for noon and we're the boss man to take a little break that means we're lighting up a dude it's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bomb Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new it's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it out of me
Look at how 